I needed a little bit of time to reflect on everything that happened on Sunday. And now I have everything I need to say. And here I am, and I am ready to give my Super Bowl analysis. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. Today, we are going to be covering all things Super Bowl 58, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy that I have to be covering it in this way, but I am. But before we get into everything, I just wanted to say that we are on YouTube now. So if you have not heard about that, we are on YouTube. You can find us there. You can watch the show. You don't have to just listen to me. You can watch me which is pretty cool, I think. So you guys can follow that at the Night Shift Pod. Just go subscribe there. Hit the subscribe button. The link to the YouTube is in the description of whatever you're watching this. So if you're watching this on, or if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, there should be a link in the description. And the link in the YouTube description to those platforms and all my social medias are there. So the links to everywhere are just everywhere. So wherever you are, you can find a link to another platform. Um, Just wanted to throw that out there to you guys. But now the sad part, we have to get into what went wrong for the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And there's a couple of things that I'm going to cover. And I think that there's a lot of things that we can point to here. I don't think that it's just one thing or one person or one whatever that costs us this game entirely. I do have my opinion on maybe the majority or or, or what should be blamed most or whatever. But I do think there's a lot of things that did go wrong in this game. That ultimately led to the 49ers losing their third Super Bowl in the last 28 years. So, well, the last, not even 28. I went back to the last Super Bowl they won. The last, what, decade? Because 2013, yeah, about 11 years now. So, we have a lot to cover. The first thing that I do want to talk about, before I get into, like, my main point, I'll cover a couple of little things. Special teams, okay? The special teams for the 49ers was not good and a lot of people are going to tell me that you know we just had the one it was it was a uh, the the one play where where Ray Ray McLeod didn't dive on the football right that was an unlucky bounce and it may have been an unlucky bounce may have been an unlucky bounce but you know what the 49ers have words for that or they should at least 49ers should have words for that right Ray Ray I was it Luther or Luter or something like that I don't even know the guy because the guy hasn't really stepped foot on the field at all for the 49ers. Here he is in the situation in the Super Bowl. Uh, um, anyways, he is uh, running towards the ball, takes a weird bounce, hits him in the leg. And then Ray Ray had an opportunity to dive on the ball, but he tried to pick it up. That's what they teach you the first day of football ever in your life. Dive on the football. Don't pick it up and run, especially in a situation like that. Because if you're in a situation, if you're in, if you're Ray Ray McLeod in that situation, let's just say you pick that ball up. Where are you even going to run? You're going to get clobbered. So it doesn't even matter. Go down, jump on the ball, go down. Right. So Ray Ray didn't do that. Ends up, he fumbles the ball as he's trying to pick it up and run, which he shouldn't have been doing. And then the Chiefs get the ball and on the next play. They score because they're inside what they're 30, 20, even maybe. 
That was horrendous. That was a disaster. That was an absolute disaster of a play that led to a Kansas City touchdown and ultimately screwed the 49ers. Right. So that's just undisciplined football. There's a there was a lot of undisciplined football in this game, but that was a that was a lot of undisciplined football in one five second span of time. And that was not good for the Niners, clearly, because it led right to a, a Mahomes touchdown, a um a Kansas City touchdown right away. And that ultimately cost the 49ers. So there you can put some blame on Ray Ray and I'm still forgetting Luther. Luther, I should have wrote that down. That's something I should have had off the top of my head, but something like that. But that just shows how, hate to say it, but irrelevant this guy was in the 49ers schemes all year. And here he is in the Super Bowl. You can make the claim it was an unlucky bounce, but the 49ers should have words, right? They should have a code. Get out of the way at the end of the day is what you should say if you're Ray Ray McLeod. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, where a lot of people are putting the blame on that. All I know is that it was a terrible situation in, in every aspect. So that's screwed the 49ers. Special teams are going to continue on with Jake Moody. Okay, listen. And, and and I'm going to say this, okay? Jake Moody, I'm because I'm pretty he broke the record for longest kick in a Super Bowl. 53, 56, right? I think the record was 53. I think he hit a 56 yarder or something. I might be a little bit off. And then that is funny because that got broken literally like a quarter later by Harrison Butker. So that record got broken twice in one Super Bowl, which is kind of funny. Um, but he made two 50 yard plus 50 plus yard field goals, if I'm not mistaken, right? Jake Moody did. And he was kicking fine until the end where he missed the extra point, right? And missing that extra point was and I'm not going to say I was shocked because Jake Moody gives me I feel like Jake Moody every game has the yips. Every single game I feel like Jake Moody has the yips cuz when he's up there getting ready to kick the football, it gives me the exact same vibe as when Jimmy G would drop back and it was about to throw the ball. That was that's the same vibe I get. Jake Moody, Jimmy G, they're like the same. They both scare me. They both scare the absolute heck out of me. So Jake Moody ends up shanking, and it got blocked. But let's be honest. If that ball doesn't get blocked, it's not going in. It wasn't even going to be close. It was so far off. So Jake Moody shanked it. However, I'll say this. I don't think that ultimately mattered. Because that puts the 49ers up by four instead of three. And that forces Kansas City to go for a touchdown instead of a field goal. They probably would have got it. So, honestly, I don't know how much that even mattered. I mean, it obviously things would have been different. Things would the outcome of the game would have been different. You know, depending on what Kansas City went for, maybe they get it, maybe they don't. So things would have been different. Probably wouldn't have gone to overtime. But I just, it's like, I think Kansas City was at the point where they were going to score a touchdown if they wanted to score a touchdown, right? And they ended up settling for the field goal because they ran out of time. But if their goal that entire time was go for a touchdown, I think they would have got it. But we don't know that. All I'm saying is I don't think, I don't put the, I'm not a Jake Moody guy at all. I'm so against Jake Moody. I hope he's off the roster next year. I hope he's off the roster next year. But I do not think that that was the re- I'm not like pointing my finger to Jake Moody in this game and saying, you're the reason we lost, right? Because there was just too much other stuff that went wrong in this game. Um, okay, that's enough for the special teams. I want to talk a little bit about the defense here. The 49ers defense came to play. This was 
this was the best defense that we've seen from the 49ers arguably all year in the first majority of the game. Um, there, Steve Wilkes had his defense coming out firing all cylinders. I mean, they were just so good. And I didn't expect that, really. I didn't expect them to look this good. They held the Kansas City Chiefs to three points in the first half. Three. That's impressive. That's a very impressive thing to do. There was a good amount of three and outs in there, too. If I'm not mistaken, did Kansas City start the game with two straight three and outs? They may have, or maybe just a second drive was a three and out. I don't remember. But all I know is that our defense came to play. Steve Wilkes' defense came to play. I think Steve Wilkes was calling a great game. I think Steve Wilkes called a great game until he didn't in the end. And at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are the best late game team in arguably the history of football. It's almost it's almost automatic for them to score. And they had that opportunity where they had to go down at the end of regulation and score and they got a field goal to tie it. And then they went down in overtime and scored and they won it. So I just we needed a little more comfort there on the offensive side I think. I'll get to that, my goodness. But all I am saying is that I do think Steve Wilkes came to play. And I think he had his guys coming ready to play. Our defense was looking fantastic. And you're not going to hold down Patrick Mahomes all game. 2019 flashbacks, we held Patrick Mahomes to 10 points through 53 minutes of that game. That is amazing. We ended up losing because in the last seven minutes, the Chiefs as a whole scored 21. You can call that last one fluky because it was fluky. But 14, and they ended up winning, right? So I've learned that the Chiefs need, if you're playing against the Chiefs, you need more of a cushion. You you need more of a cushion. And that was our biggest problem. So getting away from the defense now, let's talk about the offense. They were bad. And they needed to put up more than 10 points in the first half and more than 19 points to regulation. They needed to. When I was watching this football game, when I was watching the Super Bowl, at halftime is when I really started to get nervous. Because I was on, I, I was looking on Twitter and I was looking on Instagram, whatever, and everyone's like, man, the Niners, you know, their defense is rolling, their defense is rolling. It is. It was. It very much was. They had. Th- they held the Kansas City Chiefs to three points in the first half. That's amazing. I knew that they weren't going to do that all game. And that's just a little bit of common sense, right? Because we've seen Patrick Mahomes do this before. And we saw him do it in 2019 against our team. And we've seen him do it against other teams. You need more of a cushion against the Chiefs and against Patrick Mahomes. And the 49ers didn't have that. In the first half, they put up 10 points. A lot of things went wrong for the offense in the first half. Christian McCaffrey fumbled on the first drive. That could have been a touchdown. Could have been at least three. Three points for a field goal, at least. The McCaffrey fumble hurt. Our offense actually looked pretty solid on the first drive. That's kind of Kyle's trademark. Have a good first drive, even though McCaffrey fumbled on this one. Generally, Shanahan has a solid first drive of a game. Um, but McCaffrey fumbled next possession back-to-back penalties from Trent Williams. Not good. Screwed us again. Couldn't score. So it's not like I on, I actually believe 
that Kyle Shanahan called a pretty decent game in the first half. I didn't have much to complain about from Shanahan. There were a couple things that I could have that I brought up, um, but overall, I don't think that there was a whole lot Kyle Shanahan could have done, um, could have done differently. I think he, I think generally he was fine. I just think a lot of things on offense weren't clicking right. And obviously in the beginning, we had the Christian McCaffrey fumble and the penalty. It's like I just brought up that screwed us a lot of mistakes, a lot of, a lot of mistakes. And like I said, my game plan coming into the football game, if you listen to the last show, you, you, you'll, you'll hear that run the football. I say Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel should combine for 30 carries. Right. And that didn't happen by the way. Um, I came in at halftime. I said, you got to run the football. You have a lead right now. Running the football will burn clock, and that's your most effective way to score anyways. Even if you're not even thinking about burning clock, which really, it's it's so early. It's like, does it really matter all that much? It's like, you can make that debate. Running the ball was the most effective way for the 49ers to score, and especially running the ball to the left side, right? McCaffrey behind Trent. And it was working for the most part in that game. McCaffrey to the left side was working. I mean, McCaffrey everywhere was working generally, but I'm, uh, you know, specifically to the left side is what was working the best. And I'll tell you right now, this is where we lost the game. Kyle did not get Christian McCaffrey the football until the third possession of the second half. And he only had two carries in the third quarter. That is where we lost the football game. Because I'm sorry, but those Chiefs DBs were clamping up our receivers. Absolutely clamping them up. They didn't give them a shot. They didn't give them a shot. And running the ball was where we needed. And and it's funny. Because a couple of the Chiefs players, at least one of them, came out after the game. And, and one of the reporters or something asked them a question in, in, about their game plan. And you know what he said? We want to make Brock Purdy throw the ball. So we fell for that. We made Brock Purdy throw the ball. And by no means was this game on Brock Purdy. I'm not throwing anything at Brock Purdy. I'm just saying. We, made, we, we, we turned this into a passing offense first, pass first, abandon the run. And we lost. We shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have abandoned the run. And this is where you this is where you learn that Kyle Shanahan doesn't learn, right? Because he did this exact same thing in 2019. In 2019, the run game and the defense, but mostly the run game, offensively, were the that was the biggest reason we were in this game in the Super Bowl. Like everything leading up to the Super Bowl in 2019, we won 13 games. The the NFC Championship game against Green Bay. I mean, we were just running through teams. Our run game was elite. So what does Kyle Shanahan do in the Super Bowl? He abandons it. He put the ball in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yikes. So here we are four years later in the same situation. Super Bowl against Kansas City. Run game was a big reason we were there. So you know what Kyle Shanahan, the offensive genius, does? He abandons the run again. 
And am I shocked? No, because I know I've learned who Kyle Shanahan is at this point. A lot of Niner fans have not. They just expect greatness every week, every time they, they see Kyle Shanahan on the field. They're just expecting greatness. They're expecting geniuses, genius moves. I know that's not going to happen because I've come to learn that Kyle Shanahan is not a genius and he's not going to learn from his mistakes. And here we are. Kyle Shanahan abandoned the run again. And we lost the Super Bowl again because Kyle Shanahan abandoned the run. Christian McCaffrey won Offensive Player of the Year, what, three nights before that? He won Offensive Player of the Year out of every football player in the NFL that year, this year. Christian McCaffrey was the best offensively. So, I have a funny idea. I think, how about in the Super Bowl, you have the Offensive Player of the Year on your team. I don't know if this is groundbreaking or what. Use them. Drop the mic. How about you use them? No, 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 no. Because Kyle Shanahan is the genius. So we need to listen to what he says because whatever he says is gold. Anything he touches turns to gold because he's Kyle Shanahan, right? This is That's how people think. That's how 49er fans think. That's how Kyle Shanahan thinks. And you know where that's gotten us? Two Super Bowl losses, two NFC Championship losses. It's got Falcons fans one Super Bowl loss too. So abandoning the run is where the 49ers lost the game. That is where the 49ers lost the game. And I said before the game, I said, you got to run the ball. And I thought him and Mc, I thought McCaffrey and Debo should have combined it for 30 carries. I think McCaffrey through the game had through regulation because I think he ended with 22 carries, but a couple of those came in regulation or came in overtime. So um, that didn't happen. And I think that was the recipe for winning this game. So let's, let's look at a couple um, more situations here. One of the biggest things I wanted to bring up about how cotton, I think the rest of the show is going to be bashing Kyle Shanahan's performance in the Super Bowl for the most part, um, rightfully. So one of the biggest things I did want to bring up is the Chiefs defense. And I got to give them credit, right? I'm not going to sit here and just say that the Chiefs have a bad defense because it's not true. I think the Chiefs have the best defense in the NFL and they came to play and they were clamping up our receivers and Kyle Shanahan had to, you know, he was working against in a, in a very good defense. And one of the biggest things, Steve Spagnuolo was, was blitzing on dang near every third down the 49ers had. I mean, how many third and shorts were there where Steve Spagnuolo would send a blitz at the 49ers and we wouldn't know what to do. Kyle didn't learn, right? I don't know if he just didn't watch the tape of the Chiefs or what, but they sent a ton of those blitz packages, and Purdy had half a second to throw the ball before he got his arm snapped off again because we don't have a good offensive line, and when they're blitzing at us and we don't have an answer, it's like I wanted to see what I wanted to see, and I was saying this during the game. What I wanted to see was... Kyle Shanahan come up with an answer, right? 
for these blitz packages. Because every time there was a blitz that's, uh, that Steve Spagnuolo would throw at the 49ers, we looked lost. And Purdy would be running for his life and he'd either have to throw it away or it would just be chaotic. Every single time. And that's really frustrating because, I mean, I'm under the assumption that my, the, the offensive genius is my offensive coordinator, my head coach. Um, <laughs> but I just think that Kyle not having a plan against the Blitz was a huge reason we lost this game as well. Um, okay. Now, another thing that I wanted to bring up thinking about the Blitzes was a lot of people are talking about how in overtime the 49ers went. I, I you know what? I yeah, never mind. I'm gonna get to overtime in a separate thing. Honestly, maybe we could okay. Let's talk overtime. Let's talk overtime. First off, the biggest no no, no I'll say this. The overtime when the 49ers scored in overtime. Sorry, I'm a little all over the place right now. I'm just flustered. The over, when the 49ers scored the uh, kicked the field goal in overtime, there is some um, talk going around that hey, should they have gone for it? Should they have went for the touchdown instead of kicking the field goal? Because then Kansas City wins it with a touchdown, right? Instead, if they get the touchdown, blah 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 blah. Guess what? I don't think it mattered because this is why. We had to score. Were we even going to do that? They were going to send a blitz at us on fourth down. They sent one on third. They sent one on third, and Purdy had to throw the ball away when there was a wide-open Brandon Ayuk in the end zone because he actually finally beat his man, and Purdy had to throw the ball away because Chris Jones was in his face. And I'm not blaming Purdy. He had to. There was no other option there. And Brock Purdy had to throw the ball away. And they blitz right at us on third down. So, hey, it's fourth down. Got to score. Got to score, right, Kyle? Let's draw something up. They're going to send another blitz at you. That's exactly what they're going to do. If they did that, we can go back and watch what whatever would happen. They would send a blitz. And we would not know what to do again. And Brock would throw the ball away and start running for his life. And it would just get chaotic again. And we would not score. So, honestly, I don't think it mattered. Quite frankly, I don't think it mattered that if we went for it or not because I don't think we were going to score in the first place. They were going to send a blitz at us. We were all game, all game. We never were able to overcome the blitz. Same thing would have happened right there. Exact same thing would have happened. I'm so sure of it. I'm so sure of it because Kyle didn't have an answer. Shanahan had no answer for the blitz and not one answer ever did he have an answer. Not one time ever. So I don't really think it mattered if we went for it or not. We kicked the field goal. Okay. They're going to score. It's the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime in the Super Bowl. They're going to score. So they did. And we lost. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about, about overtime, which I see so much um, discourse about all over the place, on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. The 49ers elected to receive the overtime kick. And if you were un um if you were unaware of the situation that contrived, let me explain it to you. The overtime rules changed for the playoffs. Normally, the team that receives the opening kick in overtime if they score a touchdown on the first drive, 
If they they get the kick in overtime and they go right down, score a touchdown, the game is over. They win. Defense had a chance to stop them. They couldn't. That team had one drive. Boom. If they scored a field goal or they didn't score at all, game continues and then it's next point wins, really. So they changed that because a lot of fans, and actually it was a game that involved the Chiefs that kind of was in favor of them. A lot of fans don't like that, right? They think that both teams should have a chance on offense to score. When I, I fall in that category too, I think generally, especially in the playoffs, there should be two opportunities. Uh, because we saw in the Chiefs and Bills game a couple of years ago in the playoffs, both defenses were tired. Very, 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 very tired. Whichever team won the offensive, whichever team won the overtime kick, they were going to win the game and go down and score. Kansas City won the kick, they went down and scored. So I, I I like the I like the rule change. I think the rule change is fine. But the 49ers were unaware of the rule change. Like a lot of fans were. They were unaware of the rule change. And Kyle didn't know what to do. And so Kyle, so 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 now this is what the rule is. The rule is both teams have a shot on offense. So if the team that starts the the the, the overtime period they go down and score a touchdown. The game's not over. The other team has a chance to score a touchdown. Now, if that team fails to score a touchdown, it's over. If the first team scores a field goal, that gives the other team a chance. If they score a touchdown, it's over. If they score a field goal, game keeps going, right? Or if they don't score at all, game's over too. Unless the only way is if is if it's a defensive score because that essentially gives both of them a, a chance, right? So if like you do a pick six on the first drive. So... The rules are different. They're very different. And now, instead of being the first team having the advantage, the first team that gets the ball has the advantage. The second team that gets the ball has the advantage. Because when you're the second team, you know what you're shooting for. So the first team can go down and do whatever. Guess what, second team? You're getting the ball regardless. You're going to get the ball. So you know what you're shooting for. If the first team gets a field goal, you know you got to get a field goal to tie. If the first team gets a touchdown, then the second team knows that they have to score a touchdown. So they have four downs to work with. Kyle Shanahan chose to re, to to Kyle Shanahan chose to receive the first the oh my gosh, I can't even talk. Kyle Shanahan chose to receive the overtime kick. And the only way, the only reason where I would think that that is a logical, makes logical sense and is a logical decision is if the reason for Kyle Shanahan doing that was, hey man, our defense was gassed after a two-minute drill against Kansas City's offense. They needed time to rest. If Kyle said that, about the defense, and that's why he wanted the kick in the in the, um, to start the game to start the overtime period. I would have been like, it's still a tough call, but that makes a little more sense. But that wasn't even his reason. I'm so convinced Shanahan didn't know what he was doing. They asked him in the post game. They said, "What was your reasoning for 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 electing to receive the kick in in overtime?" And he said, if we scored and then Kansas City scored, we'd have a chance to end the game and get the ball back third. 
and then close it out. Because at that point, if two teams score the same amount, then it's just next point wins because you both had a chance to get a touchdown, right? Oh, my gosh. Kyle, what makes you think you're going to score twice in overtime when you could barely score all game long? You put up 19 points in regulation. You think you're going to score two times in overtime? I don't know where his mind was at. That is a terrible decision. Like I said, if Kyle said I wanted to give our defense a rest, I'd, I would have respected that more. But he said, well, if we scored and the Kansas City scored and then we'd get the ball back, we could score again and then the game would be over. Kyle, you think you're going to score twice in overtime when you could barely put up any touchdowns in the actual game? Offensive genius. Would it have mattered is another question. Honestly, I don't know because the Chiefs were just better than we were in the end. And if the 49ers gave the Chiefs the ball, probably would have still got a touchdown. We'd have had to go and get a touchdown. But hey, we'd have four downs to do it because when you elect to receive the overtime kick, you're essentially saying, hey, you guys have four downs. We're only going to play with three because you're going to know. You guys are going to know what we've done already. So you get to play with four downs. What are we doing here, Kyle? What are we doing here? That is a terrible decision. That is a terrible decision that ultimately could have costed the 49ers. That could have cost them. I don't know. Maybe it didn't. Maybe maybe we still would have lost. We probably would have. But that didn't help. That didn't help at all. Kyle Shanahan needed to be more aware. And then players come out after the game and say, we were unaware of the overtime rules. We didn't know there was a rule change. Kansas City Chiefs players come out and said, we studied that. For two weeks before the Super Bowl, we studied that situation in case it, get, in case it went to overtime. So there's the difference between Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid as head coaches. One of them actually prepares for situations that might be unlikely, but could happen. The other one, if things don't go according to his strict plan, he's lost. He has no plan Bs. He has no backup plans, and he doesn't come prepared at all. That is Kyle Shanahan for you, which brings me into one of my main points. Is it time to let go of Kyle Shanahan? And let me let me front by saying this. I know it's not going to happen. Kyle's here for the long run, okay? But would it be a logical decision for the 49ers to part with Kyle? My answer is yes, and this is why. I think we've seen enough. I think we've seen Kyle, we've seen him lose three Super Bowls, two with us as a head coach, one as an offensive core. Well, if you ask Kyle, he's only lost two Super Bowls because in the postgame, somebody asked him that, and he said, well, I only lost two as a head coach or something like that. So to him, it's two. But to me, it's three because he was an offensive coordinator. Yeah. So three Super Bowls he's lost. Two NFC championships he's lost. And it would be different if they weren't his fault. But a lot of them are. Dang near every single one of them was. So that's where I'm sitting here and I'm like, listen, Kyle, I, I'm not going to say that he's, he's not a reason we're good. That, that's foolish. I know Kyle Shanahan is a big reason why our offense is so good. And I understand that. But I think that Kyle Shanahan is a good coach 
who can win you regular season games, who can get you to the playoffs, and heck, maybe even get you to the Super Bowl. He's done it three times. But I am so certain that he will never win a Super Bowl because he just crumbles when it matters. And we've seen it time and time again. We've seen it time and time again when Kyle Shanahan, great regular season, makes it to the Super Bowl or NFC Championship, blunders and loses. I'm at the point where I just think it's time to shake things up. Listen, the 49ers have the best roster in the NFL. They're never going to have as good of a team as they just had. Hey, Kyle, what more do you want? You have the best assembled roster in the NFL. What more do you want? What more do you need? Because I'm sorry, I thought you were an offensive genius. An offensive genius, you would think, right? An offensive genius with the best team in the NFL, it's got to win a Super Bowl. He's got to. No, he's not. He's not. He's never going to, and he never has. That's who he is. He's not a Super Bowl winner. He's a regular season winner. He's not a super, he's not a winner. Okay. This is not Kyle Shanahan. That's not who he is. Okay. He'll get you there. Okay. He's not going to win you the big game. Okay. He had the best team in the NFL. What more do you want? That's my question. If I could ask him one, if I could ask him, there's a lot of things I would ask him, but that's got to be number one on the list. Hey, dude. If he was right here in front of me on the other side of the screen, I'd say, hey, Kyle, listen, I have one question for you. What more do you want? And he'll say something super snarky like, uh, well, you know, I called I called the right play. This is just what happened. You know, that's that's my Kyle impression. Um, And I'd say you had the best team in the NFL for multiple years. And last year you had one of the greatest teams assembled because we had all pros almost everywhere. And he would say something snarky and mean back to me like, yeah, what do you watch other teams play? You know, some things don't go according to plan. Kyle, you know, you're supposed to have a plan B. Every coach has a plan B. Not Shanahan. I'm so convinced of it. So do I think that Kyle Shanahan should go? Yeah, I do. And... Everyone's going to come and say, well, who do you want to replace him with? That's a good question. It is a good question because this was the year to get a head coach. There were a lot of openings. There was a lot of guys getting hired. I would have loved Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. I would have loved Jim Harbaugh. You know how I would have loved last year? Shane Steichen. I'd have really liked Shane Steichen. Um, You know who's still available? Bill Belichick, right? He's available. I know these are long shots. And again, I know none of this is even going to happen because Kyle is Jed and Kyle are like best buddies. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe I don't know, but they are. I maybe Kyle thinks they are, and Jed thinks they are, and they're just like best friends. I don't know. But Bill Belichick is available. Mike Vrabel is available. Yeah, there are options out there. There are other guys available. And um there are guys who just got hired that I would have liked to see on the 49ers. I mean, again, this is not just this has not been my take just for four minutes. This has been my take for a while now. Um, I will say though, now I'm like 100 percent certain of it. I will say I was more of like, I didn't want to like fire Kyle. I was like half and half on firing Kyle. Like if they fired him, I wouldn't have been that mad. But since he but it was more just like I want to like tell him, I want to just yell at him. Like I just want to be like, Kyle, and tell him all these things. How he messes up all the time. 
Um, because I, like I said a million times, I think he's a big reason why we're here in the first place. But listen, I just think there's other guys available now, and I just think it's time to mix it up because clearly this offense isn't working, right? He, he's the offensive genius. He's great schematically, sure. It's not working. We have the best team in the league. We're not getting any younger, and we keep on losing playoff games. We keep on losing playoff games. So I do. I do believe it's time for Kyle to move on. I do. I just think it's best. I think it's in the best interest of the 49ers for Kyle to not be the coach anymore. And I think that would that would give the 49ers their best chance. I do. I, I think it's a risk. Because again, Kyle's a big reason we're here. Kyle's a big reason our offense is so good. I think it's a risk. But I think it's one we're taking. I really do. Because the 49ers keep losing playoff games. Unless, okay, here we go. And I'm actually kind of sure of some of the fan base. Some of the fan base, I think, is satisfied with losing in the playoffs. I'm not, but I do think there's a good portion of the 49ers fan base who are like totally okay with making the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl and just losing it every year. Um, and while they have the best team in the NFL. And I, that's not me at all, but I know there's a lot of fans out there like that because every time... We lose something big, like an NFC Championship or a Super Bowl, and I and I throw some shade on Kyle. They're like, he's the reason we're here, man. He's the reason we're even good. Why would you want to fire him, man? Do we? He gets us there every year. So I think the point, if I'm not mistaken, the, the point of, of sports is to win the whole thing, not come in second or third, because um, you don't get a trophy for that. You get a trophy for first. Kyle will never win you first place. So I think a lot of the 49ers fan base are satisfied with like having good years and like, you know, making the playoffs and then having a couple crazy playoff games and then losing in the end ultimately. And I guess if they are, then Jed's doing his job, right? And I think Jed is too. I think Jed York is comfortable with that because there he's making money. 49ers are still good. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs every year as long as there's no crazy injuries, and they're gonna lose in the playoffs at some point, and that's just what's gonna happen every single time. And I think I think a good portion of 49ers fans are okay with that. I'm not, but I think a good portion are. So that's where I differ. And like I've said a million times, I think the 49ers have the most delusional fan base ever, right? And I'm a Niner fan, and I'm not part of that. It's like how I talk about Gen Z. Like I think Gen Z is the most dysfunctional and delusional generation of all time then i think they're insane i'm part of it but i'm not part of it you know what i mean like i am like logist like i am part of it like practically but my personality my no i'm not part of gen z when i hear gen z i take it as an insult when i hear 49er fan i can take it as an insult they're both delusional it's like the same thing right so i think the 49ers are the most delusional fan base in the NFL because they're satisfied with losing and they were satisfied with Jimmy G for a long time. And they thought Kyle, they all hated Trey Lance for some reason, which was weird, but that's a whole other story that I, they all just like wanted to just go to Trey Lance's house and set it on fire. Like everybody hated him for some reason after watching him play four, not four, three games, three full games, one of them in a monsoon. So, I don't know. That's a whole other topic. Um, yeah, I just that's where I'm at with Kyle. I just and I, I I'm I I get I get curious about what the players are thinking because they love Kyle. 
And I'm just thinking to myself, how much longer, like how many more playoff games does it take to lose for you to lose a locker room? Like how many more playoffs games does it take for you to blow for you to lose a locker room? The 49ers have a culture where everybody loves each other, which I think is cool. But sometimes, I mean, they all loved Jimmy and that screwed us ultimately because he was never going to win a Super Bowl with the 49ers because he was terrible. <laughs> I'm always right. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't mean to sound like I'm always right, but I mean, like everything I say, people hate on me for it, but I'm just like, look, they're all coming true. Jimmy was trash. I said it. I said it. I said it. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. Jimmy can win it. Jimmy can win it. He, Jimmy kept choking too. Kyle's not going to win a Super Bowl. I've said it. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. And he still is not going to win a Super Bowl. And I said, Chiefs by three. They won by three. You listen to my last pod. I mean, everything I'm saying is just coming true. And it sucks because I want it to be the other way. I want the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I want them to finally bring home the Lombardi. And I keep hoping I'm wrong. People are like, you're the most pessimistic fan. You're just great. I got that one the other day um, after the Lions game, right? Or Packers game. Um, Someone said, you're a disgrace to the fan base. I got that one. Yeah. So I'm a disgrace to the fan base for for keeping it real, for being objective, for not letting my bias get in the way, for not being a delusional 49er fan. Listen, I want the 49ers to win more than almost anybody in the entirety of the world. But I am going to keep it real as well and give my honest opinion on the team and my honest assessment. And this is what that is. So I'm done with Kyle. Um and I'm done with talking about everything, to be honest. I think I think Kyle Shanahan was the got out coached by Andy Reid, uh, Steve Spagnolo, and even Steve Wilkes. Again, I don't think Steve Wilkes had a terrible game until the end. Um, Kyle Shanahan was the worst coach on the field. Maybe the special teams coach. I don't know. But Kyle Shanahan was probably the worst coach on the field. Again, Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. Andy Reid's a great coach. Great coaches will be good coaches. And I don't even sometimes I don't even have to call Kyle good. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. But he's never going to top Andy Reid because Andy Reid Andy Reed prepares for situations that might not happen but maybe will, so he should probably get a scene prepared. Andy Reid prepares for those. Kyle just says, you know what? If this goes exactly to my plan, everything will go like this, and after the first drive, everything goes to crap, and he doesn't even know what to do anymore. That's Kyle Shanahan. Okay, I'm going to call it. The last thing I did want to bring up, though, is – uh, George Kittle and like Debo, they were not good. George Kittle, dude, what happened? I thought you wanted vengeance in the last Super Bowl in 2019. George Kittle was mic'd up and he was like, I'm going to be back here. I need my vengeance. I need my vengeance. So I guess vengeance to George Kittle is four yards on two receptions. Nice vengeance. I think a big part of that has to do with Kyle too. You're going to abandon the run game and you're going to not utilize George Kittle as a passer, as, as, a, as a receiver. You're going to abandon the run game and not utilize George Kittle as a receiving threat. Mind-boggling. Debo's not good. B.A. was eh, just the whole team. It just wasn't good. And again, I think Brock was fine. I, I, Brock Purdy is one of the last guys I blame for this. He had that uh, missed deep throw in the end zone to Debo, which was not great. He was about to get clobbered by Chris Jones. I'm not going to, you know, I probably would have um, hated on Jimmy for that one too. So I'm going to, I'm going to give, you know, I'll let Brock take that one. You know, not, not a good, not a good ball. Could have been a touchdown, but generally Brock Purdy, he didn't turn the ball over. Right. 
he didn't turn the ball over one time in that game. And I think he made the plays he needed to. I think he, there was a lot of good plays where Brock Purdy was able to escape the pocket and create something out of nothing. Um, like that one play is either in fourth quarter or overtime to Kyle Juszczyk. That was so good. I mean, he rolled out, um, stopped running and then hit Juszczyk and it was a great grab by, by juice. So I don't, the Brock Purdy's like the last guy I blame. If you're blaming Brock Purdy, I, you have your, you did. I don't even know what you were watching because I, <laughs> he didn't have a bad game. He just, he caught Brock Purdy played good enough to win the football game. So was he elite? Did he have like this fantastic game? No. But did he have a bad game? No. He was fine. He, he did enough. He did his job, right? That's all he needed to do, and he did. And Kyle didn't deliver for him. Okay. Um, going over my list here, I just want to make sure I didn't leave any of my main points out, but I don't think I did. I just kind of started jumping around in different order. Um, but that's it, man. Patrick Mahomes has got to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think you t- you, you look at – you look at like athletes who have the it factor. That's a big thing. Like, man, he's got, he's just got that it factor. No one's got the it like Patrick Mahomes and like Tom Brady as well. Like, I feel like, I feel like watching Michael Jordan growing up is like what I'm watching right now with Patrick Mahomes. Just like he can will his team to victory. If you give him just a little bit of room, he can will his team to victory. And that's who he, that's what he does. He's got three Super Bowls. So he's 28 years old. I mean, I think he's going to tie Tom Brady in Super Bowls. I really do. I think he's going to get seven. And he's just that good. He's just so, so good, man. And, I don't even hate Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's like I get super annoyed that he keeps winning and winning. Like that's so frustrating. Just as a, just as an anti Chiefs fan, I'm not a Chiefs fan, so obviously I'm not going to enjoy them winning. But he's just so good. It's like, what am I going to do? Guy's insane. So, um, giving the ball to Pat, Patrick Mahomes have the ball in the end of the game is a recipe for a touchdown and a loss for your team. So that's just what it is. That's who, that's who he is, and he's on his way to catch Tom Brady. So would be insane but okay that's it i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up and if you guys are still listening man i really really appreciate it you know you can find us on instagram at the night shift dot pod on tiktok at the night shift pod and on twitter at the night shift two t's for the beginning two t's of the end like i said at the beginning we are on youtube now so you can check that out at the night shift pod every link is in the description of everything whether you're on youtube whether you're on a podcast platform all the links are everywhere wherever you're listening to this oh on youtube hit the subscribe button please please hit the subscribe button hit the like button even put on, uh, turn on post notifications so you know when an episode comes out you can hit that little bell it's somewhere i don't i'm new to youtube but um yes please do that and on instagram and 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 my on the social platforms and on the podcast platform just leave reviews five stars however you feel about the show would be a lot helpful to letting this channel grow tell people about this if you want to if you don't want to it's totally fine nobody's stopping you from not doing that but anyways that's all i got for you guys today hopefully come back with another episode maybe next week and until then we're gonna be waiting for football season to come around basketball's coming up i mean basketball's in the in the stinking home stretch of the regular season and baseball's about to start up so we'll have some topics to talk about that aren't football related and 49 are related but it'll it'll still be a good time so again everybody out there listening thank you thank you thank you really really appreciate it um you know subscribe all that stuff on youtube and everywhere else and that'll be it for me i'm out peace